0: Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have Laura West on and I will, you guys are going to love her. I can't wait to um, bring her on. But first, just a couple of announcements. So first, if you haven't already grabbed the free meet your galactic family and guides, 20 minute meditative journey. Make sure you do that. That is right at the top of my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. And also my connection to the cosmos galactic retreat. I still have spots available for that. That is coming up in September from September 14th to the 17th. And it's being held here on the big island in Waikoloa village. And it is a co-ed event. So unlike my Sacred Soul Retreat, which is all women, this one is co-ed. So if you're interested in that, definitely check that out on my website as well. And if you're coming to Hawaii, to the Big Island, then definitely come on one of my Big Island UFO tours, where I introduce you to the night sky in a whole new way using advanced Gen 3 military night vision goggles. And we see stuff all the time. Now, and today, even though it is February 14th, Valentine's Day, more importantly to me, even though I am married happily, it is extraterrestrial culture day. So I would love to, um, now that you know that, now you can go out and celebrate and be open to whatever galactic family and guides want to come and meet you. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to bring Laura on. Hello, Laura. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Let me share um, with the audience who you are, just in case they don't know. So Laura West is a registered nurse, energy healer, psychic medium, author, podcast host, and TV host dedicated to both the sciences and spirituality. She has taken part in multiple international spiritual summits, has taught about intuition on several virtual platforms to students from all over the world, contributed to both national and international journals and magazines, and has been invited as a guest on several podcasts, again, both nationally and internationally. Now she hosts both her own podcast called A Guided Life and the TV show called Life from the Other Side on the Everyday Woman TV Network. She has also authored her book titled Guided. She is dedicated to spreading the word of love and teaching others how to communicate with their spirit guides through intuition. Laura lives in San Diego, California with her family. Well, welcome, Laura. And first, I have to say I love science meets spirituality because I'm right there with you. Um, my degree is in science as well, and being that you're a registered nurse, so I used to teach comparative anatomy and physiology to pre-meds and pre-nurse students. <laughs> so oh, I love it. I um, love it. Yeah. <laughs> so now there is a lot going on there um, in terms mm-hmm. of everything that you do. So just to give people yeah. a, an understanding of your backstory. I would love to know, like, what kind of household did you grow up in, spiritual, religious, something else, to know how we got to be in psychic medium and all of that from a nurse?
1: That is such a good question. Uh, And I really actually love to share that story because I feel for my life story so far, it's pertinent. And I think it's pertinent for most people, but um, for me in particular. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I grew up in a... Jewish and Christian, Korean and Caucasian household. Uh, okay. So what that meant was I was exposed to different cultures and different religions, and I feel that act- that was actually a blessing um, to be able to do so. My parents were very open minded. My mother, you know, she she's a, um the Christian and, and Korean, and she introduced me to Buddhist teachings also because her whole idea was. I want you to be a good person, both my parents, but my mom brought in like the teachings that would help to help me become a better person, my sister as well. Um, And then my dad, uh, he he is Caucasian and Jewish, and he brought in the open-mindedness of what the possibilities are out there. So uh, we would watch Star Trek together. We would watch X-Files together. He would often tell me And I remember sitting at the kitchen table having this conversation, uh, tell me that he felt he was born too early in the time that we are in (laughs) because he says, I'm waiting for the technology to catch up to what he knows it's capable of. It's really interesting because this was before I even really you know, thought about reincarnation, knew about that there's no time and a little, you know, so this, it was really interesting to hear him say that. Uh, So growing up in that household that was very open-minded and allowed me to choose which direction I wanted to go religiously uh, or even to be open to asking all sorts of questions of, well, there's got to be more out there than just us really set the foundation and tone for me for where I am today. And what's interesting is even though I went to church and I went to synagogue, I uh, don't really consider myself either. I do consider myself uh, spiritual. And I feel that spirituality sort of is the blanket term for all of it. So I am yeah. by no means am I opposed to either I actually really love the traditions and the fellowship that come with both. So we'll still, I'll still go to church with my family. You know, we've done some Jewish events with my, you know, my family as well. So very much love the, the, the fellowship that comes along with all of that. I, I don't dismiss any of it at all, but I do take what I want from it and leave behind what doesn't resonate with me. Okay. Yeah. So. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Well, So as far as being a psychic medium then, Mm. like, was that something that you were always awake and knew or was it something that came later in life or how did that unfold for you? Such
1: a good question. So in retrospect, I can see how I did come in awake, but I didn't realize that the experiences and the memories that I had as a young child or the innate knowings that I had as a young child were precursors to being a quote unquote psychic medium. Like that wasn't what I understood it to be at the time. At the time, like when I was younger, I would have these pretty uh, realistic dreams, vivid dreams and when I would wake up from it, I would I would still feel very emotionally attached to them, and have thoughts like, "Oh, was that a past life? Like, did I live that before?" And this was in the context of being in a Christian and Jewish household that that those religions don't talk about reincarnation right. outside of Jesus, and that's not even in the Jewish religion. So, right, <laughs> anyway, right. So, so that was like an innate knowing, um, and I, I just remember being really really into my, into my thoughts, having these really, um, you know, like uh, big ideas. Um, when I was younger, it's really hard to explain. And, you know, I, I just remember like these, like daydreaming and stream of consciousness, you know, one thing lead to the next. And I imagine a lot of people probably had that, but because of where I know I am today, I can see how that would be related to where I am today. Yeah. And so, what started happening is when my, when my paternal grandmother passed away, she was the first person close to me to pass away. Uh, that was when the first maybe real profound uh, event happened related to psychic mediumship. And it was, you know, we went to visit her at hospice. And that night, uh, I had a dream um, that she that she visited me and I saw her. She looked amazing. She was all in white. She looked healthy. And I said, grandma, you're all better. And she said, yes, I am. And it was the next day that we learned that she had passed. So that to me was significant. And I knew it at the time to be a visitation. I didn't dismiss it as a dream. And this was before I knew about really learned or dove into spirituality. Mm -hmm. Again, just an innate knowing. I had a dream visitation from Jesus. Again, knowing that it was a visitation. And he asked me to spread his word. And at the time, I was still deciding am i more christian am i more jewish and so that really confused me when he asked me that and i said okay i'll try and you know i spent many years thinking like okay i'm gonna feel more christian like that's what's coming from this i'm gonna because he wants me to evangelize obviously so when is that gonna happen
0: how old were you at the time
1: i was i was probably like 15 16 something like that i was a i was a teenager yeah and then, uh, you know, later on, I picked up Sylvia Brown books for the first time. I was a late teen at that point, And I remember her words spoke to my soul. What I was searching for in both, both the Christian and Jewish religion, I found in what she talked about, yeah. spirit guides, the other side, angels, all of these things. Like, that's what hit me hard. And so that's what opened me up to meeting my spirit guide and now working with my spirit guide. And, you know, she was a psychic medium. And so... You know, that's when I learned a lot about her journey. My journey was obviously very different uh, leading into mediumship um, from hers. And thank goodness, because hers sounded very scary. Whereas mine was much <laughs> more subtle. Like she would see at the dinner table as a kid, like faces melting off of the people around her. And that's how they, she knew they were going to pass. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> freak out. So anyway, so all those things led up to me uh, now you know, in between having more dream visitations from people who have passed, whether they're family or friends or acquaintances and uh, wanting to hone in on my intuition, started meditating and then realized I was communicating with the other side. I was channel writing and basically, you know, being given messages through my writing without realizing what it was that I was writing and, um, you know, all these things till I finally got to the point where I practiced psychic mediumship with people who have passed and then started calling myself that and giving myself that label that people can identify with. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that journey started to now.
0: Okay. Well, and so how did that work in with your nursing degree?
1: Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Another one. Okay. So when my grandmother passed, she, she passed from cancer. And it was at that time I, I was like, I'm going to be a surgical oncologist. I want to become a doctor. And so I went to um, university and I was majoring in biology. And I took organic chemistry and I failed. And that was the only time I failed a class. And I said, nope, I still have to take three more semesters or quarters of this. I still have to take physics. I still have to take my bios. Like that was like my first science class. I'm like, no, I'm not putting myself through this torture. So kind of similar to what we were talking about before the show here, um, I said, mom, I'm going to be a nurse because I still want to stay in healthcare. I still want to help people, but I want to have a life outside of school. No offense to the doctors out there, but I want to be able to have a life, you know, with the family and not be on call and whatever else was, you know, involved. And she says, that's fine, but I need you to finish and get your bachelor's in something like just get your bachelor's degree. So you have it. And I said, okay. So I changed my, my, um, my to a BA. And I went into fine arts and I was painting and doing all this fun stuff. So I have my BA in fine arts. And then I went to nursing school and now, you know, I've I've gotten more science based degrees since then. Um, But (laughs) long story short, um, basically, I kind of set aside my spirituality and everything when I was in nursing school, when Mm -hmm. I was uh, you know, got my first job, got married, had kids, all that stuff. I I had to human at that point so right. that I could survive in this world. So that was my time to really sort of settle in, in my human roots. And then once that was kind of running smoothly enough on its own, and then I was able to explore spirituality again and, and incorporate that back into my life, mm-hmm. um, so that's sort of how nursing started, and um, I still continue, obviously, to work to this day um, it, with just the, the the lens of someone who's on the spiritual journey, who sees other people um, not as oh gosh they're complaining again or oh this person always comes in for this you know it's it's more of okay this is their journey and gosh, how amazing it is that we get to interact at this point in time, <laughs> you know, just, just a much more bigger picture view and perspective on how I handle and treat, um, my colleagues. I don't really work with patients right now. I'm more of an admin role now, but, um, right. even when I was in a more patient centered role, uh, patient care role, you know, just seeing them in a different perspective as well.
0: Yeah. So, so with your mediumship and, um, your psychic um, intuition that comes in, what is your, what are your primary clairs with that? Like visual, audio, what?
1: So as of now, clairvoyance is my strongest. Mm -hmm. I would say that that's followed by a clair, um, Claire cognizance and Claire sentience probably go hand in hand because I do find that when I do my readings I say a lot of oh I feel like they're saying this you know or I, I don't really say oh I know that this happened it's more of I feel this so um you know maybe more of the Claire sentience followed by the Claire cognizance because it's like I don't know how I know this but I do yeah. um so that's Why, you know, I'm explaining it to you, or I'll say, you know, I see they're showing me this. I do a lot of that. I'm always looking (laughs) off to the off to the ethers when I'm when I'm communicating and doing my readings.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, let's go back to the um, the spirit guide that you met and that you work with. So, I mean, like me, I have met quite a few spirit guides over my years of doing the work that I do. And so for you, do you have just one primary one or do you have multiple and they come at different times? Tell us about that.
1: Yes. Okay. So I know, <laughs> I'm going to say it now. I know for a fact that there are lots of them running around in the background. I have only met a handful that have come forward to make themselves known to me. Mm-hmm. I would say that, for lack of a better term, my primary guide is Jason, and that's because I met him in my late teens. I dreamt about him. It was a visitation, and I knew it was. I asked him if he was my spirit guide in that dream. He said yes. I asked him what his name was. He said Jason. So for me, that's irrefutable. (laughs) I I know who he is and what his name is. And so because he presented himself so early on to me, he's the one that I tend to turn to the most. But I have met other uh, guides as well, um, whether they're more of like the Ascended Master type. I've met my Guardian Angel in a guided meditation. I've met another spirit guide in a dream. Um, Lots in dreams, actually, and lots in guided meditations. Mm -hmm. and some in just, Oh, I keep hearing this name over and over and over again. And then I pull a card. I'm like, okay, there's that name. And it's Mary Magdalene. I kept hearing Maria, Mary, Mary, Mary. So that's how I knew she was one of them too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say that that's, that he would definitely be what I would consider my primary sort of the one that I go to and call on. Um, does it make a difference on their end? Probably not for me. It does.
0: Okay. So what, um, how do you work with him like what do you call him in for oh Just yeah people who maybe d- don't work with their spirit guides maybe some like open their minds to because they definitely like i know the angels the galactics all the guides they want us to ask them
1: <laughs> right yes <laughs> yes they do i would say it's probably pretty similar to how somebody would work with a guardian angel however i can feel my relationship with Jason is is almost like a like a peer or almost like brother and sister relationship. Um I don't feel like he is far fetched. I feel like he if he were here with me now we would be really connected and close, but him being on the other side, he has a better understanding and idea of everything that's going around. So it could just be that I get a, an idea pops in my head and I'm just, I'll just be like, oh, thanks, Jason. Like that, that's helpful, you know, or um, I may just at the beginning of the day, if I remember, just will say, you know, I just, oh, I, you know, I my guides to be with me today and guide me and support me and communicate with me. And I, and I invite them in for the day that way. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be that, um I've gotten to the point now where with Jason and I, it's kind of like, okay, I get the picture. I'm going to, I'm going to start now. And then I, I can tell I'm motivated and it, it floods in and I'm ready to get started. Um, so I, th- I think that it could be as simple as, oh gosh, like do I buy whole fat milk or 2% milk? I'm not sure which, and you know, which one should I get? <laughs> you know, you could be as simple as that to build a communicative relationship with them or it could be more, you know, for, for bigger decisions, do, do we move or not? Or am I doing the right thing with my child or, you know, whatever it is that, that maybe feels more impactful, I suppose, in the bigger picture. But, um, but yeah, it could just be a communicative relationship like that. It didn't always start that way. You know, it's gotten to the point where it's become that because I've worked with him so closely in my mediumship. I was very scared when I was ready to explore mediumship, because I was afraid that I was going to start to see ghosts and dead people everywhere, okay. which didn't happen. But I also made sure that Jason was mit- with me every time that I did do that, uh, so to sort of act as like a protector, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, because because since doing that, you know, he, he it's it's proven to me, not he's proven to me, but the situation has proven to me that I can trust relying on him. And so that relationship is, has gotten stronger because I trust that he will keep me safe because so far it has happened. And I, and I'm not worried that it won't, um, definitely have gotten to the point where I trust the process. I trust the universe. And I trust that if I op- work in a space of love, nothing can come through and I have a lot more power than I realize. So yeah,
0: that's beautiful. Yeah. And I work, um, when I do my regression sessions with my clients, I always bring in a spirit guide for them. One of their spirit guides to be there, to support them, to help them feel protected on the journey. Yes, um, It's always a really powerful experience when they get to meet them, because some people have never had that experience of having that like outside support, even though it's not, I mean, it's not outside really. It's really inside support. (laughs) Well, and I, so my first, my first spirit guide that I met was a Polynesian warrior and hmm. I can't really pronounce his name, but he, full like tribal tats, you know, kind of big, like, simole- <laughs> kind of, like a Maui. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, and I think it was even before the Maui movie came wow. out. And because I, I was actually doing my regression training, and so Denise Lynn, um, she led us to meet a spirit guide, and that's the one who showed up. And you know, this is way before I lived in Hawaii too.
1: Wow. And,
0: so, but I could feel like he was like my protector. Cause he was just so big and muscular yep. and yeah. strong. <laughs> and yes. then I had an East Indian prince or like goddess princess is another one that came to me
1: during oh, that. Love it.
0: But then I have animals guides. Yes.
1: Yes. Animals too. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just, just for people who don't know the story of Uluru, my Arcturian um, guide that I now channel. So that I was taking a psychic intuition class first night of class. Our teacher led us through a journey to meet a spirit guide that would help us get extra information. And so I had already met, you know, all these other guides, but that time I went to this completely different realm and met my Arcturian Uluru and for the last four and a half years have, like you said, developed that connection like you have with Jason. And now I can just ask questions and get answers. And now I fully trust that it's a channel for me. And so yeah, yeah. really whoever's watching or listening to this, it doesn't matter which one of your guides you want to really develop that relationship, but just pick one and start there is what yeah. I would offer
1: to people. yeah you can't pick the wrong one right you can't no. yeah
0: no because you will yeah. you know which one is ready. exactly
1: yeah well, yeah so,
0: okay so now you did mention that you've got some stories of some galactic connection and so what's what's one that really stands out
1: So, yeah, great question. Okay, so one that I want to share this one's, I think, on the shorter side, but I thought that it was kind of a cool glimpse into the possibilities. So I did a life between lives regression session um, back in August. And that was amazing. And things are still coming to me from that, which is really cool. And just a a quick overview, what that is, is basically, uh, you know, you're, you're brought to the life between lives, you're, you you go to the other side, and you see what that's all about. And so part of that was, I wanted to know why I have this love for mermaids. And I know that it's more than just, oh, like, they're cute, or it's more than that, like, there, it started young it still happens. I'll look at the ocean and I'll feel like a homesickness. So, you know, I know there's a bit more to it. So I I wanted to ask about that. Uh, And so we asked about why I have this affinity towards mermaids. Mm -hmm. And what my guide Jason shared was that I go with him in this life now with my soul, or even in between lives, we go to this dimension that is water-like. And we go there for (laughs) R&R. So we can swim around. You don't have to worry about holding your breath. You don't have to worry about any of that. And Again, it's not for everybody, right? Because some people will find no relaxation in anything water related, but know that there is, there are dimensions out there. He called it a dimension. That's how he explained it to me, that mm-hmm. we can visit. And it reminds me of Star Trek, where they can go to these different worlds, but they're all simulated, right? But they felt feel very real. It kind of reminds me of that, though yeah. it would be real, not simulated, but similar to where you could just decide where to go, and then that's where you'll go. Right. And so we go to this place for R and R because um, it's 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 limiting here on Earth. It's not limiting on the over there. Uh, We have to, you know, we we can't breathe underwater here, and we we can't live in the water here like a mermaid, (laughs) you know. Whereas on on that dimension that we can. So I thought that was kind of cool as far as some another place to visit um because it does remind me of hearing i want to say it was rebecca campbell who maybe shared about um i that it may or may not be her but about being able to visit uh like she did some guided meditation it was definitely a starseed related and i ended up in in a water world not the movie, and the water world. And I was swimming super fast with dolphin-like creatures. They looked like dolphins. Were they really dolphins? I don't know. But I was definitely swimming really fast in the water with them. It was amazing. Um, So I'm like, okay, there's some sort of connection there. So that's sort of one example. Um, Just recently, I did a reading for somebody and um, I was doing her healing because it was a a healing reading combination. So we start with the healing first and then we get together and we do the reading. Uh, Well, during that healing, you know, I kind of do my thing and I'm waiting to see who pops through because I'm really connected to the client at that time. So it's a great time to start getting messages and things even while I'm doing the healing just works really well. They're very relaxed. They're open. So it just seems to connect very, very well. And so I noticed that at first there was um, an entity that appeared to be her higher self. And that was, you know, that was great, very human-like. And then all of a sudden behind and from the shadows, it wasn't scary though, but from the shadows came this lanky blue figure. Now, for me, when I see guides... At least right now, when I see guides, I know they're guides because they come to me blue, like the Blue Man Group from in the Las Vegas show. They look like that. But this figure was blue and lanky, like Mr. Alien behind you, right? But but blue, and that's when I knew, okay, I've got an ET here, and this is really interesting because she and I have never had a discussion. She's actually a friend. I used to dance hula with her. I used to to dance here in San Diego, and we were hula sisters, and. She, um, we never talked we talk about spiritual stuff, but never once was it like, Oh, I wonder, you know, I might be a star seed. I don't, you know, it was nothing like that. So anyway, I see this ET, I'm like, okay, this is going to feel really far fetched, but I got to go with what comes, you know, it's not up to me to decide. (laughs) So I start to connect and, and then all of a sudden he turns more into a humanoid and he has this beautiful porcelain skin, piercing blue eyes. Long white blonde hair. And I and I knew I was like, Oh, I've seen him before in my Kyle Gray um Keepers of the Light card deck. And all of a sudden the name Ashtar comes into my mind. And I said, Oh, I think that's what his name is, but I don't know. So I had to look. I Googled it really quick. I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yes, this all makes sense. Okay. So then I I'm, but I'm taking notes because she's not, she's still. We're, 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 this is all virtual. So we're disconnected. Right. Um, so I'm taking all my notes. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting all these messages. And there's a ton of them come forward. It's like her it's like her star family, they all come forward. And they're they're reminding her, you know, that they're all there. They're all holding hands like around her doing their healing. And, um, you know, and, and they they said, look to if you ever want to connect with us, we're always here. You know, look up to the sky, look at the stars at night, take in a, a deep breath, let it out, and we're connected. Like, that's all you have to do. And uh, so I let her know that. And then, as we were reading the little book, you know, that comes with the cards about um, Ashtar, it said in there to do that, to look at the stars. And this was before I read that. So I was like, right. oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was so nice to be validated, right?
1: <laughs> it's so it's so nice. It's like, okay, like I am connected. Like this isn't me just hoping or making it up or whatever, you know, I, I, yeah. so anyway, I share that with her and it resonated. It resonated that, you know, I do find that I look at the stars and I, we're actually talking about buying a telescope and all these things that, that really connected for her. And it just really turned out to be really an amazing reading. I had done another reading for um, a dear friend gosh, a couple of years ago now. And what was interesting was at the time, the spirit guides were still coming to me as blue beings, humanoid beings. Um, but she was going through a period of receiving a lot of light language in the yeah. middle of the night, the most inopportune time, um, and trying to take notes and being diligent with all of that. And so I connected for her. And was interesting was at the time, that humanoid, well, not sorry, that that ET, I could tell they still came to me in a humanoid figure, but they were glowing yellow. And so for me, I'm like, okay, that's to me, maybe that's how I differentiate them that way. So they've come both ways. I've, I've seen them blue and, and lanky, um, and I've also seen them in, in in, you know, glowing yellow and this one traveling through the uh you know the from their planet to ours and and sending messages to her like i saw that happening and um so that was really uh that was really interesting very short story but very interesting and then one more i did another reading
0: I'm with cuz i have some questions
1: oh okay 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 good so i was doing another reading for for somebody and um you know i i i like to the way that i like to conduct my readings right now um is i just kind of like to use that opportunity to let Spirit or whoever say what they need to. They finally have their human there sitting in front of them. They can finally relay what it is that they've been wanting to. So yeah. I just kind of like to bleh, just word vomit everything yeah. that they want to that they want to relay. Um, so I did that with this client uh, maybe a year ago now, and uh, it was interesting because um, I can you know I could tell my spirit guides, but I had another entity there with her. Uh, and these are all done virtually. So I, I envision the person sitting there and I can tell when their guides are there cause they're holding hands. Okay. Um, yeah, but there was another entity on her other side and I, she, it was a, it was a female figure and within her, um, I just saw like her outline and within her, it was, it was black with a ton of galaxies, like the universe all within her. And I knew right away that I had the goddess of astrology here. And I had to tell her, I was like, okay, I've got the goddess of astrology here. This is what she has to say. Uh, this is her, her name for you and all these things. And and after the reading was done, she says, that was amazing. You answered all my questions because I didn't even give her a chance to ask the questions yet. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be swayed. I just want to tell you what they tell me. Yeah. And all of her questions were, were astrology related. And the moment that I told her the name, she says, I, was just, I just wrote down, ask for the name. Oh, so I was like, Oh my God, like that just gives me chills right now. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, also, oh, gosh, I have one more, um, story. Yeah, this will be really short too, but it's just what I, what I was able to, uh, observe or witness when I had my life between live session. So part of the life between live session is, uh, the practitioner takes you, um, through your, to your death of a past life so that you can, you know, leave that body. And then that's where you go to the other side. Uh, so when I, when I left my body from that past life, what I noticed was after I was done sort of observing everything, um, on earth, I noticed that all of a sudden I am in the universe Mm -hmm. and I am being pulled at a 45 degree angle towards a pinpoint of light off in the distance. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was, I mean, I could see again, it's like that, you know that picture they have out there where it's this amazing picture of all the galaxies. And they're like tiny, but they're in this picture. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of the colors that I see. Like I see the far-off galaxies, I could see the planets, I could see the stars, you know, I could see all that. The nebulas or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. cool. Um and the closer I get to that pinpoint of light, the faster I go. It's almost like a, like someone slingshotted me over there. So that was really cool to be in in the universe. Was I physically in the universe when I passed from that life? I don't, I don't know. I want to say yes. And why am I even bringing this up? I don't know. Maybe Jason's asking me too. But, um, but that was that was really interesting because I think that what happened when I reached that pinpoint of light, I was like. All of a sudden, I'm in this white holding room and it's silent, like void of anything. It's like a vacuum and no walls. It was really interesting, but I knew it was a holding space. I didn't feel like I was in limbo or anything like that. It just felt very much like a waiting room. Um, So that was interesting. It's almost like I I went into that dimension. I don't know. But when I left my body, I'm sure it was already in another dimension anyways.
0: Right. (laughs) I think that's it. (laughs) Well, so back to the mermaid thing so yeah. I, I don't know how much you know about the different star systems and planets around those please
1: tell me because I want to know why mermaids <laughs> okay.
0: so I I am with you with the mermaids um, and what I I got to have a journey an experience with my friend Tracy Mahan who was on the show um, last year and she led me through a different journey where I got to fully experience a mermaid life on a watery planet around the Sirius A B system, and so there, like that is, and I, there are multiple people that have had different individual experiences with the mermaids around Sirius A B, and so I down. yeah. So the, and and that is where cetaceans come from—dolphins and whales—that they originate in Sirius A B. And they were seated here on earth, just like, and okay, and, you know, this is where I, I get out of my mainstream training as an evolutionary biologist. (laughs) I'm trained, like, oh, this evolves into this, and this evolves into this. Well, I I have had enough experiences now where I know that things were seated here. Truly, different Mm -hmm. forms were seated here. I just got
1: chills when you said that
0: allowed to develop and see how they change a little bit but the all of the things on earth came from other places they were seated here and I, I have full chills too um and so you know when so really so that experience that you had in that very fast body swimming with the dolphins so yes. either so when I was in that mermaid life, I felt so extremely muscular. Like I loved the feeling of swimming through the water, yes, this powerful tail, and you know, and I didn't look beautiful like Little Mermaid. You know, it was more <laughs> fish humanoid like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was just—it was incredible to like feel it in my body, like I was truly <gasps> having, living that mermaid life.
1: Oh my gosh! Right. Okay,
0: thank you. That with you.
1: <laughs> thank you. That's so validating. Yeah, that what I experienced.
0: Yeah, other yeah. people have too. Wow. And so, even the, you know. Okay, we're gonna call it a life between life, but all timelines exist simultaneously. Yeah. In the realm, right? And so it's really just parallel lives, and experiences that we're having, and so. Um, You know, so your mermaid experience, my, my knowingness says that that was a full life that you had as a mermaid. That's why you have that connection.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: Thank you. (laughs) you I'm super curious how or why the guides show up as blue people um, to you before they then maybe morph into what they really are. Like the blue lanky ET that you were experiencing, that is very descriptive of the Arcturians, which is the group that I work with. And oh. they really are, I mean, I don't know how, how that being felt to you, but they are definitely a higher dimensional being. They have kind of angelic Christ Buddha consciousness energy to them. Um,
1: a lot of love. There was a
0: lot of love from them. Yeah. But then transitioning to Ashtar, who is more of that Pleiadian, like he's oh. Pleiadian. Yeah. With, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's Pleiadian. <laughs> and you he like Star Trek. He's in he's in the Federation, one of the Federations. <laughs>
1: is he really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool.
0: And I mean, oh. there are multiple Federations, so I don't know what the name of his is. But, yeah. There but are I can different. look it up. Galactic federations.
1: And
0: stuff. Wow! And so Star Trek is real. I do want to say that, like oh. the whole idea of Star Trek and the Prime Directive. Yeah, groups working together for mutual benefit.
1: Oh, yeah. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'll tell my dad. He's on. He's he see. He knows. Maybe without even realizing it. Star Wars is real too. Oh, that's and Avatar. Scary.
0: And like all these other mm.
1: movies
0: that have come out. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. So, like the people who created them, they must have had the download or.
0: It's either download or memory. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. So, anyway, so I, you know, it's. I love that you shared those stories. And I, yeah. in terms of being pulled towards that pinpoint of light and experiencing mm-hmm. almost going to that galaxy. So when you were in that white space, were there any other beings there with you or were you all alone or what did it feel like to you?
1: Cause yes. I have,
0: I have been in that white space myself. So I'm going to hear your experience. Ooh.
1: Okay. So I was, I didn't notice anybody else in there when I first entered when I first showed up. Um, but It's because um, my guy Jason, uh, it was kind of like a, it was meant to be a joke. He he and I have very similar sense of humor. Um, So it was meant to be a joke that he was supposed to make me wait because apparently we do that with each other, like an inside joke, I guess. I don't know. I'm like, I'm part of the inside joke, but I don't, I don't know. Anyways, so, so he made me wait. But once I realized he was coming he came with a bunch of other entities with him. Um, I didn't really get to meet them or see who they were. I do have a feeling that they were, um, you know, part of my my soul family, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, past loved ones or others that are part of my soul team as well. So, um, but I didn't really get to interact with any of them. It was just with Jason that I spoke to and, and talked to. So once they showed up, then the space was pretty full. But when I first got there, I I felt very much like the only one in that space at that time.
0: Okay. Interesting. So yeah, when I when I have been in that space, it's like it's almost back to source, light <sighs> energy, where I mean it's it's such a peaceful feeling of yeah. like there's no time. There's everything is just love. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And
0: and being like fully feeling connected, like truly to source. Where you know in this human reality, we feel so disconnected, separated from everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I I do remember there was a feeling. (laughs) There was some satisfaction with how quiet and still. It was in that space, but for me, it felt very much like a like a waiting room, like an in between, yeah. um, more anticipating what was going to happen next. Okay. Yeah. Oh, how cool though!
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so let's see where do we want to go now? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> That's kind of all, like, what inspired you to start first of all your podcast, but then that led into doing a TV show.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, So I, I follow my intuition and I feel that Jason spearheads that. So I follow wherever I'm guided. And at the time I was, I knew something was coming next, whether it was a, a blog, I don't know, YouTube channel or podcast, something like that. And so I knew something was coming next, but I wasn't sure what just yet. And I sort of narrowed it down more to podcast or blog. And I had this really good conversation with my brother-in-law. This was like the winter of 2021. Yeah. And he had already started a podcast and it was doing really well. And um, I was talking to him about my my thoughts of starting one, but also sharing with him, but you know, what am I going to talk about every week? uh, you know, is what I have to share even interesting to people, you know, all those thoughts that kind of go through your head. Right. So, and he reassured me, he was so kind and reassured me that, you know, y- you have interesting things to say. People will listen da da. So I said, okay, well, as soon as I felt like I could do this, I couldn't wait to get started. And that's what Jason, my guides, I, I give them credit for giving motivation to me. Once I say, okay, like once I give the green light, it's go time. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happened when I wrote my book. Uh, you know, at first I was like, oh, I don't know, gosh, it seems like a lot of work <laughs> to write a book. And uh, finally, when I said after, after two different people, two different times asked me, are you going to write a book? I, I knew it was okay. I yeah. know I'm being told I should write a book. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And then I couldn't wait to get started as soon as I said yes. Uh, so same thing happened with the podcast. I started researching, I started, you know, getting my account set up on anchor and like doing all these things, getting myself ready, putting it out there. And, um, deciding, you know, gosh, am I going to do solo episodes or interviews? And I decided mm-hmm. for a, a, a hybrid <laughs> of both. Yeah. Um, so, which, is, was, which has been the, the best decision, um, I feel, uh, at least for my show. So mm-hmm. um, that's what started that. Um, I like the idea versus a blog where you can hear the inflections in my voice and you can talk with someone else and, you know, feel like you're part of the conversation, most people will listen to something versus read something. So I just felt that it was a better platform uh, for what it is that I was hoping to convey um, to whoever was willing to listen. Uh, So that's why I X'd out on the blog idea. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I, all of last year, I knew something was coming as far as something more because the podcast would help jumpstart it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the opportunity came up for me to host my own TV show on this channel called The Everyday Woman TV. And it's found on smart TVs. You can upload it just like you do Netflix. And I get to pretty much have it be whatever I want. I'm like the producer, the creator, the editor of everything. Uh, Actually, I have someone who helps me with the editing of the videos, but you know, I pretty much get to do everything. So a lot of freedom that way. Um, And I, that show is called Life from the Other Side, and it's much more focused than the podcast called A Guided Life. The podcast is really about how people have been guided in their life, whether you know it's through their spirituality, whether it's through entities that they identify and 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 call call on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I speak with mediums and I speak with coaches and I speak with moms and I speak with dads and I speak with actors and producers and all sorts of people, which I never would have had the opportunity to before. Right. So that's much more broad. It's much more, Hey, if you got a, a story about intuition, let's hear it. <laughs> you know, if you got a story that you went from point A to point B and you persevered, let's hear it. Uh, and life from the other side, the TV show, is much more about how entities, spirit, whatever you want to call it, on the other side have really made an impact on somebody's life. Uh, so again, I have you know mediums on there, I've authors on there, um, I've only had three episodes out so far I'm working on number four right now um so if somebody who's had a near-death experience and what they learned from the other side and somebody who's written a book with their um toddler daughter who who passed and now channel channeled through her to help write this book and so really I think I think very cool stories I mean cool yeah. obviously there's somebody's life and there's there could be some tragedy and hardships involved but we get to take that and share it with people so that they can learn from it themselves. They can uh, be inspired by it. They could be validated by it. So the, so I the, the TV show just felt like the, the natural progression of what would be next. And I still have the podcast. I still do both. Um, just one's a bit more uh, specialized than the other. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's great distinction. So that, Um, For those of you that are interested in either listening or watching, you're going to get different information in both. So, yeah. So, okay. So we know Everyday Woman TV Network is an app and download.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's an app just yet, but you can go online or you can, I mean, if you, yeah, you know, like on your smart TV, you can find it.
0: Okay. Yeah. And is there a cost for getting that network on your smart TV? No. Okay.
1: No. Besides the cost of the smart TV itself, I suppose, but no.
0: (laughs) Right. It's not not a subscription
1: network like
0: Gaia or Netflix. Correct. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's actually a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah.
0: Because people are wondering, like, okay, well, do I have to pay for that? Because I was thinking, okay, do I have to pay for that? Good question. (laughs) So, excellent content for free, people. And then. And then your podcast, are you just on all the podcast outlets?
1: Yeah, there's like nine of them. So like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, CastBox. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, and then if people um, are like, okay, well, I'm going to get a reading from you. Do you Mm -hmm. do that? Well, share share how you work with people.
1: Yeah. So um, I do do readings for people. I do energy healings as well. Um, my website is the best place to either book that if the calendar is open. If the calendar is not open, then you would just send me an email and then we work to, to getting you scheduled um, for that.
0: Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And your website is laurawest.net. Yes. Correct? That'll be in the show notes as well. we'll Thank you. Sure. <laughs> is there, well is there anything else that you would love to share uh, parting words of wisdom as we wrap up here?
1: Yes, actually. Thank you, Jason. Um I think the big takeaway here is that you know, we talk about guides, we talk about ETs, we talk about angels. But really it's all from a place of love. And it's important that everybody know that they have these Teams of loving entities that are there to protect them, guide them, communicate with them. Everybody, just because you haven't found that communication yet with yours, doesn't mean they don't exist. Everybody has this team of entities working with them and for them. Um, does it matter what they are for you? If it does, then it does matter. But does it matter to them? No, they'll make sure that you know you're that they present to you in the way that resonates with you and that they protect you and work with you in the way that resonates with you. Um, But it does, it does matter how that you start the relationship with them. And that could be as simple as um, doing some sort of meditative practice every day. And I say meditative practice because it doesn't have to be sitting quietly. It could be doing some sort of activity that you can zone out in walking painting, dancing, anything like that. Cause not, you know, sitting quietly isn't for everybody. And doesn't mean that connecting with your guides isn't for you. So, um, yes. they're always connecting and, uh, it just, you want to work on building that relationship. And I do happen to have an episode on my podcast, uh, a guided meditation where you can connect with your guides. However, um, you can use that same meditation, um, to see, it, you know, if it's maybe not a guide that comes in through that door as part of the guided meditation, just leave it open. But I do have that on there. Things like 14 minutes. If you guys are interested, um, but uh, but yeah, start that relationship because they are there and they are willing and ready, and we just have to ask.
0: Yes, beautiful. Well, yes. Yeah, so and and what I will say is that so for me, it's always worthwhile to take different meditative journeys because different people lead them in different ways and you might really have really unique experiences and different guides come to you. So I encourage people to go do your meditative journey to meet guides and come do mine to meet your galactic family and guides because that's got a different flavor and you can have a support team. (laughs) 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 You, you 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 already do. You just, you know, knowing it is different than, Yes. Um, just okay it's just random 100 percent. well yeah. thank you Laura, so much for being on here really really enjoyed our conversation and for those of you watching and listening thank you so much for your time and i'll see you next time on connection to the cosmos aloha